0: Absolute power. Corrupt.
1: Absolute. Son, did he call you yet? Ah, uh, not yet. What's he doing? Well, I'm sure he's gonna call soon. Do I take Callahan? He's the winner. He is. I mean, that's the word, right? He's won everywhere he's been. They said the same thing about Ryan Leaf. He was number two pick in '98. No one said that about Tom Brady when he went 199th. There's no such thing as a sure thing. At the end of the day, all that matters is what you think.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. It's that time again. It is that time again. I am J T A K A, the master, and as always. 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time
1: You're listening
0: to The Master Plan And The number to call in Is 347-637-3220 Say that again is 347-637-3220 Is a place to be If you want to talk to me JT, and that's me You know what I'm talking about We got a, we got a chat room Sitting out there You can jump in that chat room, ask a question, make a statement or a comment in that chat room. I will answer it accordingly. We're talking about my favorite subject, as always, is the NFL. And the NFL has been alive and kicking this week. Big buzz is a few days ago. The Rams and the Titans make... Made a big splash Made a big splash Rams had the number one pick Said a few weeks ago That the, uh, the store was open For someone who had to Step up to the plate And make an offer For the number one Because they wanted to Accumulate picks And picks They did Accumulate and you have to think if if I was the GM of the Rams and the head coach of the Rams, I understand that they left St. Louis after 20 years, I think it was about 20 years, St. Louis, and went back to l a where they originated from. With a new beginning, had a hell of a draft in picking up uh, um, Todd Gurley, so they got their stud running back. For the last few years, they've had a dynamic, imposing—I mean, dynamic and an and imposing and very physical defense. They're starting to get their wide receivers in order. And guess what? This 2016 draft, they had the 15th pick. So what happened? They wanted to get, and what if they needed was the one missing piece that everybody in God's country knew that they needed and they finally realized, especially now now that they move to LA and they needed to to uh make a splash, especially being in LA now and and pump up their fan base. And what is the biggest thing that they can acquire to f- pump up their fan base is a quarterback. And you can't see anything else that the Rams are going to do but pick up a quarterback. Sitting at 15, they decided to jump everybody and ensure that they weren't going to have an issue on who. Or have a choice, or not have a choice I should say Of who they who they really wanted So they decided to make a deal Make a deal Just like you see it on TV, let's make a deal They made one hell of a deal At door number one, two, and three Excuse me And the Tennessee Titans agreed to send the number one pick overall to the uh, Los Angeles Rams in exchange for multiple picks. The Titans gave them the first pick and the Rams gave the Titans the 15th overall pick, two second round picks which equate to uh, pick 43 and 44, I mean 45 in the second round. A third round pick which is pick 76 and the Titans also receive a first round pick in 2017, depending on where I, uh, where the Rams end up uh, next year in 2017. I mean, in 2016 season, along with uh, uh, their third round pick in next year's draft Titans receive the 15th pick. They also receive a fourth round pick, which is a hundred and thirteenth and a sixth round pick. Oh, I'm sorry. The Rams receive the number one pick. I'm sorry. I mixed that up, which is the first pick. Uh, and then they also receive a fourth round pick, which is the hundred and thirteenth pick, and a sixth round pick, which is the hundred and seventy seventh. So the so the Rams have uh the first pick, the very first pick, they don't have any second-round picks. They don't have any third-round picks. Um, they have a additional fourth-round pick, and they have an additional sixth-round pick in this draft. Where as the Titans have six picks. Six picks out of, out of the first uh, 100 or 76, whatever it is. But they have... A multitude of picks. And, and like I said, this as a result of the trade, the Titans now have, and I'll get this straight now, six picks in the top 76. So I was right the first time. The 15th, the 33rd, the 43rd, the 45th, the 64th, and the 76th. And like I and the Titans already held picks in the thirty third and, and and the thirty three and the sixty four pick, so they added those other picks that's now, and the Titans have said, we're not done yet. We may have the fifteenth pick, and quite naturally I would probably assume because of what the, the amount of picks they have and and where they're at that they're in a position to make a deal for teams that are above them to try to rise back up into the draft and deal some of those picks off to to do that. So you have a, a GM and an organization in the AFC South that is going to be, well, they have been, it's obvious. They're going to be extremely aggressive, extremely aggressive in trying to right this ship. They already got DeMarco Murray as their running back. They have a Doyle Green Beckham. They have uh, Kenny, not Kenny Brick. They have uh, um, Delaney Walker, and they have uh, Kent, Kendall Wright. They have pieces in place, including their quarterback, in Marcus Mariota, who they realize and, and uh, seem to think, and I have to agree, they have a franchise quarterback that's versatile enough to uh, be able to run the football, Effectively, and also be a very accurate passer, which he is. And the defense wasn't that bad. Their their issues were on offense. So I have to think that they're absolutely going to, with six picks out of the first 76 picks, they have the most picks of anyone in the draft within the first hundred picks. And, They're being extremely aggressive. Now, I've said this before in in a couple of uh, group chats. I I think I've said it uh, on the air, and I'll say it again. The AFC South, and as bad as people talked about the AFC South last year, last season, uh, and maybe the season before that, because of the uh, uh, teams that are in the AFC South, the Indianapolis Houston Texans, which is my team, the Tennessee Titans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This team, this division, if you look at it, just look at it on paper. Andrew Luck with the Colts. Marcus Mariota with the um, Tennessee Titans. Bortles with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now, and, and we had not seen him play, but we have a small sample size. Of Blake, uh, uh, Brock Osweiler with the Houston Texans, I'd have to say, and, and um, just look at the division and have four up-and-coming quarterbacks. Look, Osweiler, Mariota, and um, Bortles. Wow, and all those teams. At least two of those teams um, have some have a decent defense. T- Titans have a decent defense. Their problem with really on, on the offensive side of the ball. Tennessee, uh, um, the uh, Texans, the Houston Texans, uh, a top five, top five, top ten defense, really a top five defense. The only issues, Jacksonville. Is doing a lot of things on the defensive side of the ball, trying to uh, 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 um, pick that side of, uh, of the uh, team up, and in the off-season meet because they had a lot of um, cap space, did a lot of things in free agency to, to, to uh, key on the uh, defensive players um, on the on the defense and the. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, who definitely need help um, on the defensive side of the ball. The offense is, is is effective enough, but they need help on the defensive side of the ball. This is going to be, in my opinion, a very competitive division. Don't look at what happened last year, the year before, or year before that, Um Uh, Half the teams weren't competing Half the teams were always in the top Ten or top five In um, Each draft year Because of their records I'm talking about the Titans And the Jacksonville Jaguars Just case in point This year That the um, Titans had number one pick Jaguars if I'm not mistaken Had the number six pick And uh, the Jacksonville Jag-, Jag, I mean, the uh, Tennessee Titans had the uh, number one pick. They gave it away. Now it's LA, but they did have the number one pick because of their record. Jacksonville had the number five pick. I'm sorry about that. I thought I, I was one off. Um, Tennessee Titans, I mean, excuse me, the uh, uh, Houston Texans had the number 20th pick because of their, um, they went in the conference. And the Indianapolis Colts had the 18th pick, usually, usually, because of the records of the two teams, uh, for the most part. The Texans and the Colts have lower picks, meaning that they're further down on the food chain versus the Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who've had two uh, high picks. And uh, since both of them have their quarterbacks, uh, since both of them seem to have their running backs, uh, they have they can key on um, other personnel, whether it's on the defensive or offensive side of the ball, to get them out of the habit of picking 1 through 10. Nobody wants to be a high draft pick. That means your team sucked. That means your team... It, it, it had a losing record, never made the playoffs. Wasn't even close to the playoffs. Tennessee's trying to turn that around and being very aggressive. Uh, that's why the Houston Texans were aggressive. And, and you're going to see it. And I think this is going to be a wild and wooly. And we haven't even gotten to the draft yet. But I, I think it's going to be a wild and wooly. um Two weeks. And leading up to the draft and the draft, I think people are going to try to jockey to move up and down because in my opinion, the weakest part of this draft, (laughs) excuse me, weakest part of this draft, believe it or not, um, is wide receivers and quarterback. Even though you're going to get a quarterback go first and you probably be get quarterback to go a uh, two quarterbacks to go within the top ten. I think the weakest positions uh, in this draft are those two positions: quarterback, wide receiver. Now there's some gems to be put out there, but I think that overall, if you look at the defensive and offensive linemen, the uh, uh, and players that play on the defensive and offensive side, um, especially the defensive side, I think there's a lot of good defensive players in all levels, uh, linemen, linebackers, and defensive back back backfield, that um, you'll be able to get good value uh, wherever you are um, drafting at. Whether you're drafting um, 15, you're drafting 10, you're drafting further down, 30, 29, 28, you're going to be able to get good players, And I think you, in my opinion, to be able to get good players, excuse me, you'll be able to get good players even in the second, third, and and possibly fourth, fourth rounds. Uh, The second and third day, I think you'll be able to get quality players because I think there's a lot of defensive players out there. Uh, And and if you look, two of the last three years, defense wins championships. Uh, Seattle on their run, not. When I'm talking when they played, uh, and in fact, let me put it this way. Even though, and it was a defensive play, and, and he, 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 a defensive play that, and player that, that really won the, helped win the Super Bowl. Um, Seattle should have back to back wins. Um, they lost it on the offensive side. They did not lose it on the defensive side. They played very good defense when they won the fr- first Super Bowl. Came back and played New England, and and uh, albeit a bad call in my opinion, and a lot of others, uh, they would have won back to back championships. But should have, could have, would have. I understand that, but for the most part, the last three, (coughs) excuse me, last three Super Bowls, defense wins championships. It's obvious, and this is a copycat league. I don't know how many times you've heard me say that. This is a copycat league. I said that when see, Adam won the Super Bowl. I said that that the formula and I, I, I've been saying this for years. The formula to winning football even though they say it's a passing league, okay, the passing has picked up. But push comes to shove when you want to win the game, and you got a four-minute man. Who do you turn to? You turn to your bell cow, <clears throat> running the football. And the formula has been tried and true. Tried and true, I should say. Play good defense, run the football. Play good defense and run the football. You happen to have a very good quarterback that quite well, naturally you take care. You take advantage of that quarterback. You make sure that you're leading in the fourth quarter, and then four minutes come into the game, you got the ball, you try to run the clock out with that running back. They say the running back has been devalued. I say not, and I've been saying that for years. And this year, this year, last year, you had a running back go in and top 10 with Todd Gurley to the Rams, rookie of the year last year. Um, very versatile can catch the ball out of the backfield besides running football this year. I think there is a vast array of running backs that are going to be effective outside of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Derek Henry, there are other running backs in this league, uh, soon to be in this league, that are supposedly going to surprise people. We'll be talking about that in future broadcasts, but I have to believe that there'll be a few sleepers out there in the running back position. And there will probably be only two running backs if that taken in the first round. But there's going to be running running backs in the second and third round. I guarantee you that, and you'll get good value for those running backs. Um there's some, there some versatile running backs out there that will help a team or, or teams that are lacking uh, in that position. So, and the fact is that there's, there's other teams that are, are looking for quarterbacks. So there's going to be quarterbacks. I'm predicting this, at least at least two, possibly three quarterbacks in the first round. Two, two in the early part of the round and one in the late part of the round. Um, probably two to three quarterbacks in the second round. Um, a couple more in the third round. Uh, You may not get any in the fourth round. You may wait until the fifth or sixth. Uh, There's going to be at least two, possibly three, at least two, possibly three in the first first day. Second day, which is Friday, um, you'll get three quarterbacks. I'm predicting that. So six quarterbacks in the first two rounds. And then... Maybe one or two, in the in the second round, in the third round, I should say. And then uh, who knows what's going to happen in day three, four, th- in round four through seven. to how the draft is laid out is this: first round is all night, for two, uh, for three, three or four hours, whatever amount of time, eight o'clock to th- eleven o'clock. I think it's three hours. You <clears throat> come back the second day, it's round two and three. Um, and then on uh they finish up early on uh, uh Saturday morning. They start early, I think it's nine, ten o'clock, somewhere around there, and they finish up with around four through seven. And uh I think there's good value and waiting on defensive players. Like I said, there's a lot of defensive players in all all levels that that are going to, um, not because they're third and fourth round picks, but because of the amount of players on the defensive side of the ball that are going to be taken. Some some of these uh, players that should be drafted higher are going to fall, and there will be good value picks for uh, quite a few teams that need defensive help in whatever position on the defensive side of the ball. Got to believe that. And also, let's talk about this. You got... And it seems like this guy is always in the news. And before I talk about it, let's talk about this, okay? The schedule came out. And uh, everyone's all excited about the schedule uh, and who who's seeing who uh, and uh, when they see them. And I've always said this, if you listen to the programs, the uh F S P crew was, which it's on eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time every Thursday night. Uh one o'clock uh the FSP show uh on Saturday mor Saturday afternoon uh, where Vic and I talk about uh, sports f- football, basketball, baseball, or what what have you. Or the the master plan, which you're listening to right now. I always said this, and I, I always said it because it makes a difference. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. When you play them in the early part of the season, the middle, or the late part of the season, uh, makes a difference. Uh, Some teams come out strong and give you a mirage, meaning they may come out strong, but um, they're playing well in 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 the beginning of the season, and for whatever reason, they may taper off in the middle or the late part of the season, or other teams start off slow and come on strong as the season progresses. So, and that, that could be your team versus another team. And if you catch a team, say it's in, in your division, for instance, the, the Texans and playing the Tennessee Titans early. Now I'm I'm just speculating here. I, I, I'm i not saying that they, they are. Uh, let's look at week one. I, I I'll take, for instance, week one, okay? And we're talking about a division opponent. So let's talk about the perfect. And both these teams um, um, are drafting relatively high. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are drafting ninth. And the Atlanta Falcons are are um what atlanta falcons are uh, drafting seventeenth okay that's a schedule and I'm, this is this is perfect what i'm talking about tampa bay versus uh at atlanta um now atlanta is a very tough team at home okay extremely tough team at home but they finished the season uh very- pretty poorly Okay, that's why the, even though they're drafted 17th, they finished at 8-8, eight eight, but they lost a, quite a few games. They started off like a house of fire and lost qu- quite a few games go, uh, uh, later, uh, later part of the season. Tampa Bay playing Atlanta. Now, you would think that Tampa Bay goes into Atlanta and loses. They're playing early in the season depending on, <clears throat> quite naturally, depending on how they play, Tampa Bay can easily go in there and win that game. That's the first week of the season. Or well, San Diego can go in Kansas City, which is a tough place to play, and beat Kansas City. <clears throat> That's not saying that the San Diego Chargers are better than the uh, Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are better than the Atlanta Falcons. It's not who you play it's when you play them. Some teams start off slow, some teams start off fast. And beginning of the season, first few games, um now I would say will determine, but it's going to it's going to be extremely interesting because a lot of these teams had cap space and made significant moves in the free agency. Um, with that, with that cap room, some teams didn't. Green Bay at Jacksonville is very interesting. Green Bay doesn't is not a believer in picking up players from the free agency. Jacksonville picked up a lot of players with a huge with the most amount of cap space in all the, all the NFL. It made a lot of moves in the defensive side of the ball. First game of the season, Green Bay at Jacksonville. Extremely interesting what's going to happen there. Quite naturally, people are going to think Green Bay shouldn't have any issue going into Jacksonville and handling handling Jacksonville. I beg to differ. Jacksonville. Up-and-coming defensive-minded coach. I should not say up-and-coming defensive-minded coach. A defensive-minded coach with an up-and-coming defense who plays better at home and has playmakers in all levels on offense. Quarterback, I forementioned him before, Blake Bortles. You got the two Allens, Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. You got a tight end in Julius Thomas. You got another wide receiver, Marquise Lee. You got uh, T.J. Yeldon. Uh, He'll be a second-year running back. Teaming up with their free agent, Chris Ivory. A lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball that Green Bay's defense is going to have to deal with in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. First game on the road. It's not who you play. It's when you play them. Now, in my opinion if Green Bay played Jacksonville in the middle of the season or the later part of the season, I would think that Jacksonville probably wouldn't stand a chance, in my opinion, because uh, um, Green Bay would have more, uh, uh, more incentive, not that they don't have in the first game, but more incentive to play for versus the first game of the season. Just getting both teams are getting their feet wet. It's not who you play. It's when you play them. That's what I totally believe in that. First game of the season, uh, one o'clock. Excuse me, 830. On Thursday night, it's Carolina versus Denver. With Denver trying to figure out their quarterback issue. Revenge game for Carolina, but they're playing it in Denver. Is it going to be Mark Sanchez? Word is, scuttlebutt is that there's already a deal in place for Colin Kaepernick to uh, be be a, 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 the uh, on the uh, roster in Denver come draft day. For whatever reason, they may they make a trade or. Who knows what happens between now and draft day, or on draft day? But word is Ka- Kaepernick, the deal is done. It's just a matter of um, letting the time pass by and 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 getting the, put it putting it out there. So I have to think that either it's Mark Sanchez or maybe they draft a, a quarterback. Who knows about that? If that quarter, in fact, that quarterback is going to be the starting quarterback, or Colin Kaepernick the starting quarterback, uh, that deep, that quarterback is in flux. It's up in question, I should say. So you have a super winning, Super Bowl winning team. That the the biggest question mark would be their quarterback. I don't think their defense is going to be as it was last year. They lost valuable pieces to different, uh, 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 to different teams in free agency. Uh, and I think uh, the organization, which includes the, uh, the coach, head coach, Carrie Kubiak, and uh, John Elway, um, really realized that that defense is not going to be the same. They made sure that they retained their number one running back, which is C.J. Anderson. But what they're going to do, um, regardless of who's going to be the quarterback, is what they did for the most part last year. Play as as well a defense as they can possibly play. Run the football. And... Put as little stress as possible, and on the um, quarterback. the quarterback doesn't play a prominent role. He'll have to make some plays, but but re, but rely solely on the quarterback is not the formula that the Denver Broncos and Gary Kubiak and John Elway, Elway want, want to rely on. They want to be able to control the clock, running the football. And uh, play extremely good defense. I don't think that defense is going to be as good as it was last year. Still, I think it's going to be a decent defense. um, But I think there's going to be drop-offs for the simple fact they lost personnel due to free agency. And the quarterback uh, issue is a big issue. Very big issue. I mean, teams have won. without having a top-flight quarterback. A top-flight quarterback, statistically. But, few and far between. You get Buffalo at Baltimore. One team decimated by injury. The other team needs to make a a comeback um, and needs to get into the playoffs. Uh, Baltimore... um, was decimated by injury and with the shell of itself. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, Drex um, Ryan, I think he's on the hot seat here. He's got to show something because their defense uh, fell off from where they were uh, in previous years, especially in the pass rest department. That's, that's going to be interesting. That's in Baltimore. We'll see, we see what type, type of team Joe Flacco and company put out on the uh, field. Chicago at Houston. Chicago didn't, didn't make a, a big splash in, in too many big moves. Houston did. Home opener at home. Uh, a lot of people are expecting big things from Houston, being that they retained majority of their players on the defensive side of the ball, acquired a, a very good running back in Lamar Miller, and a couple of offensive linemen, that were sorely needed and last but not least um, signed a uh, backup quarterback who only had limited uh, experience five and two last year, sat behind Peyton Manning and set and learned instead of being thrown out there to Wolves uh, the first year and um, Brock Osweiler. So uh, because of that additions, a lot is expected of the Houston Oilers to um, make a serious move in being contenders in the AFC. Playing Chicago, who lost their um, offensive coordinator, who went to Miami. And Jake Cutler, who had a very good year statistically, um, going up against that defense. Interesting game. Then we have two teams. That have two two new head coaches in Cleveland and Philadelphia. Cleveland's got the number two pick in the draft this year. Um, are they going to hold hold on that one and grab uh, a quarterback? Uh, what what way are they going to go? Are they going to um, um make a move further down? I think that all depends on what the Rams do. <clears throat> Hugh Jackson is a very good offensive coordinator. It has it has a history of getting the best out of quarterbacks, and uh, uh, they already they acquired uh, Robert Griffin a third in the off this past off season. Um, are they going to draft another quarterback, or wait and and grab someone further down in the um in in the draft? That'll be interesting to see what happens uh, come draft day. I already talked about Tampa and Atlanta division rival. um, And uh, that always plays into a very good game. Very good game. Then we got Minnesota. And this is extremely interesting here. We got Minnesota, who's got a very good defense. um, Young pieces on the offensive side of the ball. Word is that they may take a wide receiver to help Teddy Bridgewater and company on the offensive side. Excuse me. Against the Tennessee Titans. And I talked about the Tennessee Titans picking up a lot of pieces in, in this year's draft uh, with a decent defense um, and a second year player in, in quarterback position, along with uh, uh, DeMarco Murray in the backfield. How is Tennessee going to come out? Are they going to give a competitive game to the Minnesota Vikings? Or is it going to be the same old Tennessee Titans? Game out of the season. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. We move on to, and this has been extremely and a question mark, good game. Another another team that's got a question mark, a quarterback, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, versus the New York Jets. Jets who's going to be the quarterback? Are they going to grab a quarterback in the draft? Are they going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick? Um against the Bengals with Andy Dalton coming back from injury and 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 the uh, um and the Bengals who lost two, not one, but two of their wide receivers. What kind of matchup is that going to be? Could be extremely interesting. Could be a um, important game. I know it's the first game. Important game is and see who lays the foundation of making a run to get into the playoffs between the Cincinnati Bengals and the uh, Jets. A lot of question marks on both sides of the ball. I, um, wide receivers uh, on the Bengals side of the ball. Um, Running back, even though they have Matt Forte, uh, running back and quarterback on the um, New York Jets side of the ball. Oakland versus New Orleans. Two teams going in different directions, in my opinion. This is just the first week. Two teams going in different directions. They're playing in New Orleans, which gives it quite naturally an advantage to New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is, was very limited in cap space. Worst team on cap space In the league Um, Aging quarterback Not to say he can't do The same things he he used to do Um, Lost some pieces of Marcus Colston Ben Watson um, Gained uh, uh, Kobe Flaner They're probably going to go after another uh, wide receiver I'm not mistaken about that
1: Uh,
0: And their defense is absolutely horrible So they're going to be concentrating on getting pieces to shore up that defense versus the uh, Oakland Raiders who are an up-and-coming team with a very dynamic, uh, quarterback with a good, good running back and a, uh, a dynamic wide receiver do I should say, um, in Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, uh, that should be extremely interesting game. They got some good games on tap in the first week. How about San Diego and Kansas City? Always an AF- AFL old rival. Uh that hasn't changed. They do not they do not like each other. San Diego had issues uh on the offensive line. Lost a um a um tight end in Darius Green. The old old veteran in... um Uh, Antonio Gates is still there. I don't think he has too many more years left. Uh, Phillip Rivers is BFF. They are needing on the offensive side of the ball, uh, really, um, especially the linemen, offensive linemen. They have playmakers in place, uh, but they need help. In uh, uh, the running game, Melvin Gordon going to turn his his uh, season around this year. Didn't score a touchdown last year. There, that was a, a late pick for the um, in the first round for the San Diego Chargers, and they did not. He did not score a touchdown last year. Is he going to turn it around? Or are they going to look other places to get a running back that they feel more co- for uh, feel more confident with? Going against the division rival, who Jamal Charles coming back from an ACL? Is he going to be the running back? Or are they going to deal him away? And who knows? In this day and age, they have two quarterback. Excuse me, two running backs back there that they probably can do do by committee versus Jamal Charles. He, I think he'll be 30 this year, so he may be getting up there. Uh, Kansas City. Uh, who knows what may happen there. That's a division rival, always a a uh, um, uh, tough game, a hard-to-call game, uh, especially the first game out of the season. Then we might have Miami, who is an extremely big question mark. Lost their main running back. Uh, they're supposedly going to rely on, but I think they're probably draft another running back. It could be Ezekiel Elliott. It may fall right in their lap. Uh, they may even move up to try to grab Ezekiel um, because they have, um, I wouldn't say don't have a lot of faith in Jay Ajay, but uh, he's a second-year running back. He showed flashes, and uh, no, no telling what's going to happen. Uh, with those knees, he's got a bad knee, and uh, uh, they may not feel that much that com- comfortable in relying on just one running back. It's Adam Gates. so he may want to have more than one running back there, and they may um, draft a, a a a running back and have a running back by committee there. Uh, have to wait and see. They're going up against Seattle. Question mark there, because they have Thomas Rawls, who was a dynamic back when he was healthy, broke his ankle. No more Marshawn Lynch. He's retired. Um, And Jimmy Graham coming back from injury. Uh, Is that defense going to be the same? Is the offense going to perform like it performed later in the season? (laughs) Big question marks on both of these teams. Then you have Detroit, who lost Calvin Johnson. And uh, need to make up that, um, uh, make that up in, in a wide receiving court. Now, quite naturally, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to find another Calvin Johnson, but you're going to need to, to have pieces to pick up the slack for that. They're going to go into the draft looking for that uh, wide receiver if they don't think they have it on the team. They already they picked up uh, Marvin Jones, who's – who's I wouldn't say he's the Calvin Johnson, but he can pick up uh, – um, and, and probably Matthew Stafford's going to spread the wealth out a little bit more between Golden Tate and Marvin Jones and uh, Eric Ebron, who's who's a very athletic tight end. And uh, uh, are they going to look further into the draft to get another running back to go with Abdullah? Very interesting to see what's going to happen there they're going up against the Colts who Andrew Luck coming back from injury uh who are um pretty pretty good on it, on the offensive side of the ball Kobe Fleener to the New Orleans Saints and uh but they need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball to be able to compete if not in the AFC the AFC South another pretty very good matchup for the first week and then you have the NFC and NF, an NFC East matchup. You got a team, and it, this is if you notice what I'm talking. To, at least, uh, quite a few of these teams have quarterbacks coming back from injury. Um, talked, I just talked about Indianapolis, and I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Romo. They have the fourth pick in the draft. Are they going to go for a quarterback at all? I imagine that they're going to get, try to get a quarterback somewhere in the draft. Uh, probably in the second round. They probably won't do it in the first round. Probably in the second round. But they need a quarterback to back up Tony Romo. You saw what happened to th- th- that team. 2014, they were 12-4. and four. 2014, they were 12-4. and four. Now they have the fourth pick in 2015 season in 2016 draft. How the mighty have formed against the New York giants who had one of the worst defenses in all the league who spent $200 million to give defensive players to help shore up that Steve back Spagnola defense. No excuses. Got rid of their head coach. You have a new head coach there. A lot of turmoil on both sides. That's going to be an interesting matchup first week. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. New coach, um, new players, free agent players, um, spent a lot of money. New York spent a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball to not become one of the worst defenses that they were last year. See how that plays out in Dallas. First game out of the season with a healthy Tony Romo. And last but not least, Excuse me, New England Patriots versus the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. I'm telling you, this is just week one, and the matchups and I, and I didn't break down completely all the matchups, but I'm just giving you a uh, overview of how I see how interesting these matchups are just in the first week and I shouldn't say last but not least because I haven't gotten to the Monday night games. Um, New England at Arizona. David Johnson emerging as a uh, number one back. They still have Chris Johnson, but David Johnson, as versatile as as he is, being able to catch and and run the football against the New England Patriots, who uh, have Martellus Bennett along with... uh, Rob Gronkowski, are they trying to get back to what they used to be when they had Aaron Hernandez and the Gronk? It looks like that. So they're going to try to, and, and in my opinion it is, I think the Patriots are trying to look for a running back because I don't think they have the running back that they want. They need a running back to balance out that defense, run the football, and um, use Tom Brady in the passing game. That would be extremely um, potent offense. And, I, and, I, and if I'm looking at it, and I'm not a New England Patriots fan whatsoever, I'm looking at it, that they need a solid running back. Not this BS running backs that they've dealt with year in and year out. They need a solid running back that they can count on. That they can run the football effectively. And maybe catch it out of the backfield but be able to run the football effectively and be able to use that play action to get to their tight ends and to their wide wide receivers if, if uh, necessary. I think they go after a running back. I really, I really believe that um, in the second round, I don't think they're going to do it in the first round. I think they're going to go because I said, there are some running backs out there that um, are going to be available they, they don't have a first-round pick. They have two second-round picks, and I do believe they're going to go at one of those is going to be a running back. And then we go to a – and I don't know if he's going to be ready, but um, it looks like he may be ready. Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the uh, um, Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins. Uh, Alfred Morris is, is now on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so they're going to be using probably a running back by committee. And I got to believe that uh, uh, this should be an interesting game. They don't have uh, Martavius Bryant on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's suspended for a year for um, positive drug tests. And uh, I got to believe that uh, this is going to be extremely interesting. A lot of offense on this on both sides of the ball. Um and Pittsburgh is probably going to be drafting defensive players, defensive backfield type of players, because that's one of their weaknesses um, on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, uh, that's going to be one hell of a matchup. And then we have last but not least, and this is this is going to be um, it's going to peak a lot peak. A lot of people's interest. And it's very extremely, very, let me me back this up. It's extremely smart of the NFL to have this as the last game of the first week. The L.A. Rams, with probably their first round, first pick quarterback, playing the first game back in L.A., Going up against their NFC West rival, Southern California versus Northern California, Los Angeles Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers. But not least, Monday night, September 12th, first game of the season. It's going to be a very interesting season, I mean, game to watch. Blaine Gabbert, or is it going to be a quarterback quarterback? another rookie quarterback playing against each other. It's going to be Carson Wentz versus Jared Goff or vice versa. Because uh, I can't believe that the San Francisco 49ers are going to start the season with Blaine Gabbert or a quarterback in Colin Kaepernick who does not want to be there, doesn't want to be a part of the San Francisco 49ers organization. So that's telling me that they're going to draft a quarterback. And more than likely, that quarterback is going to start right out of the gate. And if that's happens, it's going to be extremely interesting. You have two rookie quarterbacks starting for the two California NFC West teams. I'd be very interested in that game. So That's a rundown of the week one, starting on Thursday night, Carolina versus Denver, rematch of the Super Bowl. And then it it goes to the last game with the Los Angeles Rams, who just moved to Los Angeles over this past season. Playing in their division rival, not at home, but playing their division rival in California, with their new shining toy in their rookie quarterback, and a possibility that there's going to be a rookie quarterback on the other side of the field playing against them. Is it going to be Jared Goff versus, versus Carson Wentz? I can almost guarantee that it's going to be two two rookie quarterbacks and I wouldn't say it's going to be the most highest the the, the highest rated um viewing for, my, for for the week but football fans are going to be interested especially you know Los Angeles is going to take the number 1 pick so if they're going to take the number one pick, um, and 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 the forty uh, ers have the seventh pick, are the 49ers going to move up to get the second pick and in, in, in away from Cleveland and pick up uh, uh, the other quarterback? So they they have an idea, uh, they they have a lock in that quarterback. or Are they going to stay stand pat? Because I can almost guarantee you that. Depending on who gets the first who who goes first, either Carson Wentz or Jared Goff. Yeah. That the other one will not last to the for the 49ers. So depending on who goes, it'll depend on uh um where the other one goes. And I got to believe that. All right, we come to the end of the show. Got a minute and a half left. Oh. <laughs> Tune in next week where I am going to be back in the Master Plan. I am JT, the Master. And we'll be talking about the Sunday before the draft. It'll be Sunday before the draft, and uh, we'll try to try to go down line and do our own mock draft and see see how, how close we come to uh, what's actually what actually going to, to happen. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. Tune in uh, on Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be here with my two co-hosts, Jeff the Joker and and Mike Wright. We'll be doing the FSP Cruise Show. So, without further ado, I'm going to just drop the mic and walk away. Take care and enjoy the rest of your weekend. See
1: ya.